Hey there, are you a nurse or healthcare professional who wants to do something totally different and still have a positive influence in healthcare and just aren't sure how that looks for you? I'm Nina Hart, your host, wife, mom, nurse entrepreneur, and CEO of Heart Healthcare Solutions and Heart Healthcare Consultants. Thanks for being here and welcome to Nurses Making Waves, a podcast for nurses making impact and income and disrupting the healthcare system with powerful solutions. Hey guys, welcome back to Nurses Making Waves. I'm Nina Hart. I'm your host and I'm the CEO and owner of Heart Healthcare Solutions and Heart Healthcare Consultants. And today on the podcast, I want to talk about nurses getting out of the employee mindset to work for themselves. So first, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with being an employee and I'm not trying to pull nurses away from the bedside, right? I, I recognize that we need nurses at the bedside. And that there are problems that are forcing nurses away from the bedside that really need solved, right? But I think that nurses are the ones who are going to solve those problems. I don't think that anyone else is coming up with any solutions that seem like they're working. I don't see most companies doing a great job with this. I certainly don't see the government helping in any sort of way improve the situation. Um, and the solutions that we're getting from non-nursing entities like capping pay and you know other solutions like that are making it a lot worse instead of improving it. So I think there are opportunities there for improved employment conditions that need to be addressed. But today I'm talking about the nurses who know that that's not the right fit for them. And that awareness can come at different levels. For me, I did not know this for years. I mean, I secretly knew it, I think, but it wasn't something that I fully understood. So no job I've ever had was the right fit for me. I made my longest job work because I kept getting promoted to different jobs. That's the only reason I stayed there because I I got promoted every year and a half. So a year and a half outside of that was my longest employment in my life. So I worked in the hospital uh, when I first got my RN. I worked in nursing homes as an aide and an LPN. I worked in hospice as an RN. And then I worked in leadership for the rest of my career. So I've been in leadership for 12, 13 years. And even in leadership, when you think you have the most support and the most resources, you do not. Uh, Your leaders don't have the most support and resources, right? They're just trying to do the best they can. I really felt like I wasn't part of the team. I felt like I didn't fit in that leadership role. I felt like I didn't have what it takes, like all these other people who, you know, were doing projects and super organized or like, um, getting recognized for stuff. I'm like, that is never going to be me. I can't, I can't function at that level. Like I'm just, I'm out here trying to fix this and just do the best I can. I, I can't spend, plus I had little kids the whole time I was in leadership. So for me, I wasn't coming home and working another five hours from home. Sorry, I can't do that, right? Especially if you want me in this role for any reasonable period of time, I need to prioritize my family, right? Not even by choice, but by necessity. Like I didn't do a great job of choosing my family over work all the time. 
and, and drawing those boundaries to say like, sorry, I can't come in, you know, I'm at home. And part of the leaders, you know, part of leadership roles, we feel like that's not optional. We don't have a choice. We have to go in, we have to do what we committed to do for that job. Right. And then the other part of that is boundaries saying like, no, I'm just not going to do that. You guys need to figure it out. You're there. It's your job. I'm at home. I have to have downtime. I'm not coming in, you know, and I think we push ourselves to meet those expectations because we don't want to let our staff down because we do want to support our nurses because we do know that they're all we have, right? That they can't do it all. And then when we don't get a recognition for that, we're mad, right? We're like, I have put in everything. I have done everything I could do. I've showed up, showed out, you know, came in, let my life go completely by the wayside and no one cares. The, the people above me don't appreciate it. The people below me don't appreciate it. No one cares that I'm killing myself over here trying to help. It, it's not making a difference. So, you know, I think that we have to be really careful as employees to find a balance between supporting our company, supporting our team and our peers and supporting ourselves and our own personal life and our own mental health. So what happens is we get this employee mindset where we know if we don't do these things, we aren't going to have a job much longer, right? So it's like this self-protection, like I know that this is safe. And so if I stay in these boundaries, I know I'll be safe. And we really put ourselves in this box. Like for me, uh, here's a great example. My dream job, if you know my story at all, I worked for years and years and years to get to the point where I could finally get my dream job as the CEO of a local hospice here in Hawaii. I got offered the position and we had been talking with them since maybe August or September. And finally, we moved over. I accepted the position in early October after four interviews all Zoom interviews because of COVID, but I accepted the position, moved over here. We got here, I want to say the week before, the week of Thanksgiving, week after Thanksgiving, because we spent Thanksgiving in Arizona and then came over here. So we got here the week after Thanksgiving and I started like the following week. So Monday, you know, almost December at this point. And Five weeks later, they fired me. They said it wasn't a good fit. They said that they were having issues with me and they decided just to restructure. That was one thing they said. They said, it's not a good fit. We are hearing about problems that, you know, where people are having. And, you know, I, of course, asked, you know, for examples of of what I had done just so that I would know. Um, And they, they couldn't give me any. And so I'm like, you know, something doesn't seem right here, but I I don't have a lot of recourse, you know. So after five weeks here, after committing to this huge lease, we, I, you know, for my cushy CEO salary, we got a really nice house with a one-year lease. And And just to remind you, we had been here for five weeks. So right after Christmas, I came back after New Year's, they fired me and really couldn't give me any real reason why. Um, They never did fill that position. They completely eliminated it, which, you know, doesn't make any difference to me. You still literally devastated 
my entire being from that. I've never felt so scared in my life. I've never been fired at. I've never even been written up, you know? So my job was everything to me. My job was literally my sense of security and control over my life. My job was my whole definition of success. And I realize, of course, now that that's wrong, but that is really, I had worked so hard to get to where I was, worked from CNA to LPN to RN, got my BSN uh, at night, you know, and then got my master's while I was pregnant with my fourth son. I mean, I was in school while I was having my kids. I missed two weeks of clinicals to have my son over spring break, right? So I sacrificed a lot to get to where I was. And I, it was very important to me. And I was seeking recognition through that employment. The other thing I was seeking through that employment was consistent money, the guarantee that I would have enough money that I didn't have to worry about making enough money, right? Well, the problem with that was, is despite that, despite that great salary, they fired me with no warning and gave me a month of severance, one month of severance for a CEO position. It wasn't even enough to get us back to where we came from and they would not negotiate on it. And in in return, if I accepted that one month, I had to sign a non-compete that I would not work at any hospice in Hawaii for two years. So you're telling me I can't work at any hospice in the state in my specialty area for two years for one month of severance, right? So I don't know if you've ever like felt like you were really just screwed and didn't do anything to deserve it, but that's really how I felt. Like, why are these people such dirtbags? Like, I could not even process how a company could care so little about a person and what they and their livelihood. Like I could not even wrap my brain around it, right? And I seriously thought like, we're gonna have to go move back. We're just gonna have to pay for it out of pocket and just try and figure it out when we get there because there's no other option. We're not gonna be able to afford this house. We're not gonna be able to pay the bills. What are we gonna do? There's no way I can make this kind of money. I had already, I you know, when things started to feel like they were getting really bad, I started looking for jobs and realized that there was nothing at the level I was at on this island or in Hawaii that I could do. I started looking at remote jobs. I started applying for remote jobs and telling people that I'm applying for jobs that I got fired was really hard. I, you know, and trying to tell them why and and literally saying, I'm sorry, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I got fired. You know, and who knows, a lot of people say, I bet it was, you know, your religious affiliations or they found out your personal beliefs or you said something that made them feel like you were digging into problems too much, which is probably true because I do that, you know, as a, as a problem solver, I do get involved in problems and try to solve them. But that is what has made me successful at most other places that I've worked. They want their problems fixed, right? And this company wanted to bury their problems and have no one know about it. So that definitely could have been it. I don't know. I may never know. But I started relying on my jobs for my security and for my success as who I was and the value that I brought. 
So there's two big problems right there with the employee mindset is that you're relying on someone who is not necessarily relying on you. You know, I'm sure that you've heard like a lot of companies approaching employees as if they're replaceable and like, hey, you still have to worry about your life. You know, you have to prioritize your life over your employer because they're not prioritizing your life over your employment. So that's a lesson that I had to learn really, really hard. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So that's when I started my own business, right? So the rest of the story goes, I I was applying for jobs to try and figure out what I was going to do. And I had applied for this regional quality position at a hospice here because uh, I didn't take the severance. And the doctor who owned it called me and said, um, hey, the position that you applied for is filled, but I have this desire to change accrediting bodies. We're accredited with one accrediting body and we'd like to switch to the other. And I just saw on your resume for the quality position, number one, that you worked at this other hospice who also fired me as their medical director for no reason uh, because I grew them from zero to 400. And he said, I opened my own hospice and I saw that you have accreditation experience. And I was wondering if you'd like to consult with us and help us get accredited. And I'm like, wow, I've actually wanted to do that for years and didn't know how that would look, right? So I came on board with them. And over the rest of that year, from March to December, helped them get accredited and worked for myself. And I can tell you that I worked for 24 hours a week. Maybe there were some weeks where, you know, there were heavier loads, things that needed done, but I averaged about 24 hours a week and worked from home. I did do a couple on-site visits to, you know, introduce myself, do some on-site personnel file audits or whatnot, but most of it was from home and um, made, kept on pace with my CEO salary and stayed in that house and finished out our lease for the rest of the year. So it was probably like the most satisfaction I've, I've ever felt in my life doing that. Just knowing that I had wanted to do that for so long and not knowing what it looked like or how to get there. It was just this crazy, empowering feeling to say like, I'm doing this. I'm doing what I always wanted to do. And it wasn't perfect and it wasn't easy. It was hard. And I had never done that before, right? So it's like, I didn't go into this knowing how to run a business. I didn't go into this knowing how to be a consultant. I had never done that before. I went into it knowing that I had this experience and that it was valued. And that's what you need to do. So breaking out of the employee mindset means that you have to be willing to think outside of the box and say like, these things aren't working and we have to fix it. Um, And that's the most important part is knowing the value that you bring to the table and knowing that you can do that for yourself and knowing that your guaranteed job might not always be guaranteed. Or if you've been feeling this feeling creeping up, like no job is the right fit, like I did, there's probably a reason for that. There's probably a reason you don't feel like you fit in anywhere. And it's probably that you're meant to do something bigger than fitting a square peg in a round hole. And every job that I ever felt like wasn't a good fit or like was a really bad fit, it was because 
I was trying to conform to their idea of me as a leader. I was trying to fit in this box that they wanted me to fit in or be this cookie cutter leader or this cookie cutter person that was, you know, just followed the rules and, you know, it was like showed up at, at uh, 7.30 and clocked out at 5.30 and had no life and just like died for the job. And that's not who I am. And I can't be that person. I, I want to dig in and solve problems. And I want to do that in a short time because honestly, a lot of the jobs I had could be done in 24 hours a week. They didn't need 40 hours a week. It's just how we've always done things to create these employee boxes that we put people in and it has to be done that way now. And I think that's a big part of my problem with the healthcare system or just the government systems and our our entire healthcare system in general is built on these ideas that turned into permanent structures that don't work and have no reason behind them. Or the reason is somebody decided it should be that way, right? And it doesn't really have to be. So if you're finding yourself feeling like you're a square peg in a round hole and it doesn't really fit and it's uncomfortable all the time and you don't feel valued and you're just there because you need to pay your bills, um, maybe it's time to start doing something different, right? It's time to start looking at the other options that you have. And that doesn't mean you have to drop your full-time job and just start working for yourself. I had to sink or swim. I didn't have another option. There was no other option for me as far as being successful in my business at that time. I had to be. And, And it happened, right? So a lot of people either have to sink or swim or like take a long time to ease into things. And that's okay. So if you need to take a long time to ease into things, start brainstorming, start having ideas, start making plans and start acting on those plans as you build your own business, because it could take you six months to a year to get your first client, right? It doesn't always happen like that. Like you just get a call, hey, do you want to be a consultant for us, right? How many people does that get to happen for? Not very many probably. So it could be months to years before you get a client that supports your business operating full-time. So starting now and building those relationships is really key. So that's what I would encourage you to do if you feel like starting a business is for you. Start working on those plans, making those plans and making those connections now. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. I'm glad you were here. I hope you got a ton of value from our conversation and we'd love to hear from you and connect with you. So please leave us a voice message at nursesmakingwavespodcast.com and tell me what you thought about it. If you felt like it was especially helpful or I was talking just to you today, please subscribe and leave us a review. That would mean a lot if you would take a minute to do that for us. If you want more of Nurses Making Waves, you can find our Nurse Entrepreneur community on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Nurses Making Waves. And be sure to come in and introduce yourself and check out the free resources in the guide section.